Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. You are listening to The Bulletproof Marketer. I am Christopher Tompkins, your fearless host, going through the trudge of digital marketing news and um, giving you no BS marketing advice for marketers, by marketers. Um, so we have a really great show for you today. Um, I have some really interesting um, news that I want to be sharing with you. Um, some things that we've curated from our own newsletter that I want to share with you. Um, we have the fantastic Emma from the Let's Get Social Agency. Agency. She's going to be joining us um, in our second segment. And I'm so excited to talk to her because we're talking about Pinterest. And I know Pinterest is, is that the number one thing that a lot of people are thinking about right now? No, but you need to get with the program people. Pinterest is a valuable resource. So Emma's going to, I have some hard questions about Pinterest for her that um, we'll cover in her interview. And hopefully she'll give some really great tips on how you can utilize Pinterest for your own business. Then we're going to be jogging over to our um, tip of the day, uh, which is going to be focused around LinkedIn today, because I do feel like it's something that is important for us to talk about. Um, but aside from that, um, welcome. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, um, you can get all of our previous shows on demand wherever you are finding this podcast. Also on our website for my agency, which is the Go Agency. The website is gosalesandmarketing.com and if gosalesandmarketing.com, just go ahead and jog over there. Um, once you get there, there'll be a pop-up and that will help you sign up directly to the Bulletproof Marketer email newsletter. That newsletter comes out five days a week and it is curated every morning by my team at the Go Agency. So there is fantastic news in there, bite-sized tips, tactics, and trends that you need to pay attention to. And quite frankly, anything that you want to, you can read a couple of those stories and sound really smart to your boss and your team members. So um, at, that is all ready for you, absolutely free of charge. Um, if you do have any questions or want more information from any of the guests that we've had on our show before or any of the content of any of our um, emails or shows, um, please reach out to me directly through um, our Twitter account or through any of our other social media. But yep, take a take a look through that email. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, I'm always learning something new, which as we know in the beautiful, wonderful world of digital marketing, if you ain't learning, you ain't relevant. So, uh, so there's that. So what's been going on for me um, in the past week? Well, um, it's been very, very busy um, at the agency as normal. Um, one of the things that I have a really strong uh, viewpoint on is the concept of ABH, which is always be hiring. Um, so I've been meeting some really fantastic people um, over the last uh, few weeks um, for some roles that we have at the agency as we grow. And it's always interesting to kind of see um, different people's perspective on the work that you're executing. So it's been really um, a really fun fun time uh, meeting these new individuals and, and seeing kind of how they would work with the team and this, that, and the other. So it's been pretty good. Um, and also uh, there's been lots of things that have been happening in the digital world, which is what I'm going to be sharing with you now. So um, through our first segment, which is the BPM trend spotter. So this is where we can cover the most interesting news and trends that have developed over the past week. And of course, you know, I'm going to give my own spin on them. So I've been kind of looking through our newsletter this week, and I've noticed a few stories in particular that really jumped out as interesting. So the first one, 
Okay, I just love this. I love this down to the ground, okay? So this is the title. This is from Digital News Daily. And the, the headline is, Social Media Study Finds Only 18% of Brands Understand What the Metaverse Means. Uh... That's kind of uh, phenomenal, right? So basically, the one of the uh, one of the biggest things that's coming up for a lot of marketers is one of the things that very little people understand. So only eighteen percent of brand marketing and analytics executives that were surveyed in December say that they understand the metaverse and how it's going to impact their brand. So the finding um, that part of a social media marketing trends report. Um, which is what this is, found that nearly half of all of the respondents somewhat understood it, while nearly a third either didn't understand it at all or aren't sure what it means. So obviously this is kind of brought on by Facebook rebranding um, itself as meta. Um, and then there's just, you know, there's been lots of push to ramp up and accelerate the action around that. So I find that it's very interesting that, um, that the one site that is ramping up the metaverse is the least trusted social media platform. 45% um, of the respondents in that characterized um, Facebook as the least trusted, and then followed by TikTok at 22%, and then Reddit at 12.5. Now, this is what's is interesting, and we'll talk about this more later, but um, the most trusted social media platforms were LinkedIn with 39.5% of the vote. Uh, so, I find that's a really interesting number for us to kind of think with. Um, I'll be talking about that more in the silver bullet uh, portion of our show, but um, it is, um, and obviously the other one is Meta's own Instagram has a really lofty 14% as the most trusted. So LinkedIn really is leading the charge there. So what is the metaverse going to mean for your business? Well, what I'm seeing here is you don't know. So if that's the case, uh, you know, don't feel again, this, maybe I should have saved this for BP, uh, BPM versus uh, Stockholm syndrome, because I do feel a lot of us out there as marketers feel that we need to know every single damn thing about the metaverse when you really don't. Um, it's something that is constantly going to evolve and there's going to be things that you need to know. But right now it looks like everyone's um, kind of in the dark. So another thing that I saw this week was um, I'm always interested in Instagram stories and how we can kind of enhance the, um, the effectiveness of it. So I'm, me and my team are always looking at ways of making Instagram stories a little bit more engaging. So Instagram increases, this is from social media today, and Instagram has increased response options and story polls, facilitating expanded engagement. Okay, so all love this. So there is, um, recently there's an, there's an alert in your Instagram story sticker tray. And it says that we've updated your poll sticker. So what it has done is you can add up to four, res four response options to a poll, which doubles the, the, the amount of choices that you have for responses. So um, if you are using polls as kind of engagement bait, this is going to give you even more opportunities to engage rather than just a yes, no answer. You can kind of go in lots of different, um, more in-depth responses and also integrated replies on topics, which is really, which would be fantastic for engagement and also just to get a little bit extra juice out of your post. So definitely take a look at that update um, and and see the, the polls and the options that you have in the new Instagram stories sticker 
for that and just see how that is going to uh, really enhance your engagement. Just try it out, see what you get. Um, okay, so we were talking about um, a previous show, podcast advertising. And um, I was talking to uh, my good friend about that and she was giving us really great, um, uh, just ROI facts and figures about how podcast advertising can really um, enhance your visibility and your engagement. Um, but I saw this article in MarTech and I was thinking um, this, is, this is exactly what she was saying to support her, um, her uh, charge, which was podcast advertising spend surged in 2021. Um, and this report was from uh, Media Radar. And it says that um, podcast spending on advertising was up over 20% year in year in 2021. Quarter four ad spend alone was 160 million, making a total of 590 million for the year. And it's also estimated that more than a third of Americans now listen to podcasts regularly. Um, I hope so. Hello, what are you doing here with me? Um, and technology brands um, became the biggest spenders, pushing media into second place. So um, I, I, just the top uh podcast advertisers aren't too surprising because I find that I, as soon as I, as soon as I saw their names on this list, I was immediately annoyed. Um, Amazon Capital One, Comcast, State Farm. These are definitely the brands that you see again and again um, on many, many top, top 20 or top 10 podcasts. So anyway, this is something that is interesting and why I think we should be caring about this is that um, channels are proliferating and so there's fragmentation in audiences, but that fragmentation could potentially provide higher, more highly engaged audiences. So podcasts have a great opportunity um, to just get better contextual advertising and then um, just have also an outlet for more general or consistent brand messaging. So. It's definitely something that you should be taking advantage of if you aren't already. But again, is it going to be like, okay, I'm going to throw all my eggs into this in, into this uh, basket? And I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I do feel like if you have ever you are doing display ads, remarketing ads, and you're going into that level, you should look at this as a very viable um, opportunity for yourself. Because if you are thinking about how you're going to reach more people as the privacy um, the privacy rules begin to get tighter and tighter and tighter and remarketing starts to fall flat. It's good to have these options in your back pocket that you can try. So get dip your toes in the water, see how it goes, do something very low, low level and low cost and see if it's something that actually gives you a return. Also, if you're looking at advertising, you don't have a set amount of money and you do one ad and then that, that's going to be your whole sample. You might need to do a few episodes. You might need to do a few ads and then track the effectiveness off the back of them to see what kind of trends that you get. Because possibly the podcast um, topic could be a stinker on the show that you are advertising on. And then there might be a really big hot topic on the next one and that you're not going to be advertising on. So just something to think about when you're getting in there. Um, then of course, I can't do just one metaverse story, right? There has to be totally multiples. So um, this one, I just love, this is from DigiDay. I just love the, the title. In the metaverse, brands FOMO is competing with consumers burnout. <laughs> and I really do feel that um, there are, a lot of marketers are experiencing the FOMO around the metaverse. 
and um, so we're seeing um, we're seeing a lot of well, it doesn't really really well in this article. I'm just going to find it. I think a big part of it is how long it took brands to be comfortable moving from television to digital. Moving from digital to mobile was also a journey, and this was for um, the VP in charge of Meta's global global business group in the Americas. And so hit. What, Na what Nada thinks is that brands and marketers now sit and go, wow, it took us so long to jump into something that we should have jumped into early. So there's a little bit of that going on right now. Okay, so this is yet again, one more thing that us as marketers feel. Now, it, 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 it happens all the time. I mean, if there's a new feature on a platform that we're utilizing, like there's something on TikTok that has a more interesting tagging opportunities or integration with Shopify that's new, um, this is kind of what we're constantly doing. So right now, I feel like FOMO should be something that we focus on reducing um, as marketers and try to organically move with the universe rather than respond to these, these seismic shifts. It's just something that is, I don't know, um, just I think it's a waste I think it's very wasteful um, because if you're just standing over there looking across the fence and going, while well, the grass is greener, that's one thing. But if it's all oh, these people, you know, just think about um, how, how long it took to get people on Facebook, then all oh, on Instagram, what am I going to do? Take pictures of my food. Who wants to see pictures of my food? Then we went into their short form video content and then there's podcasts. Oh, no one's going to listen to podcasts. It's it's constantly the new thing that's always the is always poo-pooed for the initial piece, but anyone that's an early adopter really, really rises to the occasion. So why don't you be like join that wagon a little bit? Why don't you kind of jump on to things a little bit earlier rather than kind of walk just waiting waiting back until see how they actually play out? It's it's not a bad thing if you just want to dip your toe. Like you do not have to go full hog in. Um, but I do feel that this um, <laughs> this FOMO with the metaverse is going to grow. I mean, there's FOMO around NFTs, there's FOMO around Bitcoin, there's people just don't understand exactly what it is. And these concepts are new and they are challenging. They're challenging for me. You know what I mean? If I wanted to, I really sat down and taught myself how these things, these concepts work because I don't like to be left behind. And so if you're one of those people, you know, go ahead um, and take a look in it because it's not a bad idea. So. We have, whoa, look at this. I actually have a segue um, news article, which is about Pinterest, which is testing a new idea pin highlights to showcase specific content. And I know, I know for sure that Emily's going to be talking about this in the interview that we have coming up next. So I'm just going to tease this and then we can, we can, we can talk more about the idea pin. Um, but just one of the, um, just so everybody's on the same page, um, it's, uh, it's Pinterest testing out a highlights element, uh, for idea pins, which would enable creators to showcase their best idea pins at the top of their profile display. So much like Instagram highlights, they are doing this on, um, Pinterest. This does have a lot of positive, um, positive things around it, um, in terms of engagement, in terms of, 
really packaging content in a way that you can have your audience kind of just flip through it in a, in a more concise fashion. So you're able to curate things um, more directly. Now, I'm not gonna talk further about that. I'm gonna cliffhang this and we can talk more uh, about, uh, about this with Emily after the break. So don't go anywhere. After we, have, we come back from the break, we're going to have my friend Emily from Let's Get Social Agency. All right, we'll talk to you in a minute. Hey parents, are you looking to make it easy to promote your child's development? Well, I want to introduce my go-to, which is Motor Planet. Motor Planet is a powerful developmental program designed to enhance your child's skills. Their software-based program offers fun, motivating activities designed to challenge your child's abilities. So we're talking fine motor skills, visual motor and perceptional skills, physical strengthening, overall conditioning, enhanced sensory processing. At Motor Planet, they strive to help your children grow. If you'd like to learn more on how this fantastic app works, there is a one week free trial and that is courtesy of Motor Planet. So if you wanna grab that on your Android or Apple device, visit them online today. It's motorplanet.com. That's M-O-T-O-R-P-L-A-N-I-T. Dot com. All right, folks, and we're back. I've already told you that we, I need a Pinterest expert on this show like yesterday. Um, it's such an important factor to your business and a channel that is underutilized. So who else did I go for? But my friend, Emily, Emily Parsons um, is joining us today. She's the founder and CEO of Let's Go Social Agency. She's been invited to speak on the stages at Fortune 500 companies like Macy's and has worked on marketing projects with brands like Abercrombie & Fitch, Toyota, and Nike. Um, before founding LGS in 2017, Emily's worked for a multi-billion dollar baby clothes brand, Carter's Inc., to grow their brand and suite of e-commerce products. So it's safe to say that with all that expertise, uh, she knows what she's talking about when it comes to Pinterest. So Emily, welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Excellent. Yeah, it's um, we're really excited as well because uh, you know uh, Pinterest is definitely oh darn. Oh, I'm here. I just couldn't hear anything, so I turned off my video because it just went completely paused on my end. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop video as well, because maybe just to make sure that it doesn't, it doesn't, um, we can pick up after the intro. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to do a restart saying, um, welcome to the show. So, um, so with that said, Emily, welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. Thank you. I am so excited to be here today. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about Pinterest, which is something that you don't hear a lot um, in, in regular digital marketing circles, because everyone's so preoccupied with Facebook morphing into meta mm -hmm. and what's the metaverse going to be and, and um, the NFT of it all. So it, it's really nice to be going back to a platform that I feel has been underutilized. I mean, in your own, in your own opinion, where does Pinterest kind of lay in the conversation right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. And you're spot on, you know, like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, those are the sexy platforms that everyone wants to be on. Um, you know, what's like one of the first questions people ask you, how many followers do you have on Instagram? They're not asking you how many followers you have on Pinterest. But, you know, when we look at Pinterest, and one of the reasons why we love this platform as much as we do, is it operates off of keywords. And then with all the new features that they've been rolling out this year, there's actually a so social aspect to it as well now. So you're really getting the best of both worlds, but in a space in a time where everyone's telling you to create, you know, thousands of pieces of content, Pinterest content really it works hard for you. Like we have pins that have been generating traffic and sales for our clients for months and years. So I'd say it's a really a sustainable platform compared to these other ones. That's a good point now. Um, just having those couple pieces of content that um, really do generate that connectivity. So would that lead one to believe that in terms of the amount of content that you create, it doesn't have to be at the same same level? as like an Instagram or a Facebook or a TikTok, and it can be less? Yeah, that's a really great question. So what we're seeing with the Pinterest platform, you know, they recently rolled out idea pins and that's really feeding that like social side. But when it comes to your core Pinterest content, those, you know, static evergreen pins, Pinterest is really looking for consistency over a mass amount of content being pushed out there. and really all of this started to take place like back in 2019 um, when more and more people were coming to the platform and just essentially spamming it with content and not really providing value. And so what we suggest to anyone that we work with is, you know, what does your content library look like? Can we hit 30 pins a month? Okay, great. Let's scale slowly from there. It really just is all about that consistent content over just dumping a bunch of pins in and then completely ghosting the platform for a couple weeks. No, absolutely. Um, that makes total sense. Now, it, how does, it, for a business that's, that, I mean, obviously I can understand it from, um, I would say, a business to consumer, a B2C play, and I could also see B2B, but like for the B2B people out there, how are they utilizing, um, how are you seeing them utilize Pinterest? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we kind of have to take a step back and remember that Pinterest at its core is a search engine. So just like, you know, users are coming to Google looking for one of their problems to be solved, they're doing that on Pinterest as well. They're looking to improve their lives and really have this initial problem solved. And so our job, whether it's, you know, B2B, B2C, is really to meet that pinner in that search. And so it really comes back to those keywords and the entire platform operates off of keywords, you know, trends, and then what type of content, what type of pins can we really stop their scroll. So it really does start with that initial search and really knowing who are you targeting. You're not just throwing out content, hoping that it sticks somewhere, but who is that main pinner, that main customer that you're trying to find on that platform. Now, one of the things that, um, one of the things I've seen in terms of the content on Pinterest, and this is one of the things that I've talked to people about, um, prospective clients that were kind of um, worried about using Pinterest, was that mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, a lot of the content seemed that it was a little bit next level, meaning that it was um, 
there were listicles or things like that where they didn't they didn't have anything in their content library to utilize or it was an infographic it's like how do you how do you help clients through that journey yeah absolutely so i will say um if someone is a client of ours we create you know custom graphics for them but one of the main things that we've noticed on Pinterest that performs really well is since it is an SEO driven platform, they actually read the text that's on all of these graphics. And so if you have, you know, if you don't have that much content to work with, there is a way to be able to take, you know, two images and really create 10 to 12 pieces of pins from that by simply, you know, creating like pin templates that have those keywords on them. We really don't have to create these intense or fancy infographics anymore. And actually those are almost doing the opposite of what a lot of these businesses want. Infographics are encouraging that pinner to actually save the content and not leave the platform. Where if we create a graphic with the content you already have, we can encourage that user to leave the platform, to come over to your website, join your email list. So it's actually almost an advantage if you don't have all that time to create those infographics because you're ultimately going to be treating Pinterest for the main powerhouse that it is, and that's driving qualified traffic to your site. Right. Okay, so this is just kind of like the natural extension of that question. So there's still organic growth with Pinterest. Absolutely. Yeah, there really is. Um, you know, with the rollout of idea pins, we've seen that accounts can actually grow faster organically because, I mean, we're seeing this on all these other platforms, but users really want to engage in this short form video content. So if you have that and you're already creating it on Instagram Reels and TikTok, well, it's almost a no brainer to bring it over to idea pins and feed that side of Pinterest. But yes, we're still seeing amazing organic growth on the platform. Because once again, we're not fighting this ever-changing algorithm. We're really just utilizing keywords and trends and knowing who our customer is. You're talking about idea pins. Can you explain that concept a little bit more to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the easiest way to understand them is they operate kind of similar to how an Instagram reel operates. If Instagram reels operated off of keywords and not trending audio. So when Pinterest rolled out idea pins, they really wanted this to be a format where creators and businesses could create this long lasting content. So unlike, you know, Instagram stories where they're up for 24 hours and then they disappear, Instagram reels where you might generate some traffic or follower growth for a couple of weeks, idea pins are continuing to show up inside of searches in that video format inside of their watch tab We've had idea pins doing this for an upwards of 10 months so far. And this is obviously a new feature that's rolling out. But so not only is it feeding this, this desire for short, you know, short, short video content, but we're actually seeing in the e-commerce space that it's driving conversions quicker than your typical pin because you're able to take that pinner from inspiration and wanting to make a change in their life. And you're actually able to feed them that exact product. So it really is a powerful way to connect with pinners um, in a way that we haven't been able to on Pinterest before. That's interesting. Um, now, another another thing that's that's asked consistently, um, and it's it's something that I know in the past that I haven't utilized, but I know that the platform's kind of evolved since I really was working in Pinterest ex extensively. But 
um, how, where does Pinterest ad performance sit? You know, especially because a lot of people want to focus on Facebook or maybe even Instagram. Do mm-hmm. Pinterest, Pinterest ads work better or the same? How do you find that? Yeah, that's a really great question. So we do handle Pinterest ads for clients in the e-commerce space, and we really see the same pattern happen time and time again. And your first 30, 45-ish days are going to feel slower than Facebook. I know um, just from hearing from our clients, you know, you put money into Facebook ads, and then you're seeing sales within 24, 48 hours. I know there are a lot of changes with like the updates, but that's typically how they used to operate. With Pinterest, it was never affected by the iOS 14 update because they're just pulling all of that data from the Pinterest tag that lives on your site. So it's great because we can really become almost, like we can almost create ads that are more targeted than these other platforms. We also know that users are coming to the platform to make a purchasing decision. The downside is that they do operate slower. They do take time. They do take a little bit longer to learn. But what we've seen is, you know, from talking to our clients, especially just over the last couple of months, their cost per click is significantly lower. They're seeing a return on their ad spend anywhere from six to 15 times return on ad spend after they consistently are running these ads. So it's not a quick fix, but if you continue to utilize them and you really continue to scale the ads, they can be really profitable in the long term. Um, it's just kind of getting through that initial learning phase. Okay, now with that said, say, uh, now this is my, this is a, this is kind of like an honest question. When it comes to, when it comes to those ads, um, if I have one ad and I'm placing it and I'm going to wait that length of time for it to perform, do I then see that that's performing and just put more money into that ad? Or is there, because I'm wondering that every ad that I place that's new, does it have mm-hmm. the same length of learning? Yeah, that's a really great question. So it actually doesn't. Um, what we've seen with some brands who have been utilizing Pinterest for, you know, o- at least over a year, their learning window can be about 48 to 72 hours. If you're a brand new business with a brand new tag, then yes, it is going to take that initial learning phase. But, you know, there's so many different types of campaigns you can run on the platform. So once one of your campaigns is really hitting that high return on ad spend, we can start to do retargeting. We can do catalog campaigns. We can really support that initial campaign. And then as we do kick off other campaigns down the road, it is more of that 48, 72 hours. Now, that's really interesting um, because uh, I'm sure that clients that you've worked with, re- you really have to front load the conversation with that with that learning window. How, how do they generally react to it? Yeah, absolutely. So I will say just because we've been running ads on the platform for as long as we have, there's a lot of stuff that we can look at in the back end of the Pinterest account. And, you know, we can set those expectations up front. If you're an e-commerce business and you're not seeing 50 add to carts taking place each week, then we know it's going to take a little bit longer with Pinterest ads. And so we can really set that expectation. And then sometimes that's an awesome opportunity for the brand to say, you know, I don't think we're in that right. We're not in that spot yet. Because the last thing we want is for somebody to jump on the platform, you know, invest in Pinterest ads, and then not feel comfortable with that, you know, at least that seven day waiting period, that 14, you know, testing period. So really taking a look at 
what what is the brand seeing already? Are they running ads on other platforms? If they're running ads on Facebook, well, we know until you hit that certain number that we're looking for on the ad to cart, well, we can actually run traffic campaigns on Pinterest that are really cheap and we can actually feed your other ads and your other funnels. So there's definitely different strategies and different ways to approach that. But yes, I mean, it's not a quick fix. And so that is definitely a conversation that we like to be as transparent as possible about. So nobody gets in and feels like, oh, these aren't performing how Facebook ads perform. Okay, excellent. Now, one last question for you, you know, coming up this year, um, uh, in 2022, is there any um, things on the horizon for Pinterest that we should be kind of paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little bit about idea pins and what's been really exciting is they have made it so influencers and really creators on the platform can easily collaborate with brands. And so what we're seeing is that Pinterest is really wanting these two, these two types of businesses on the platform to really start to interact with each other, to create content together. So some of the big things we're seeing in that space is if you're working with, you know, maybe creators on other platforms, having them bring that content over into an idea pin, that's going to help feed the idea pin social aspect of Pinterest. You can actually run ads on those idea pins, which is a win-win. And we're also seeing that idea pins now have actual shoppable tags in them. So as you're creating these idea pins, you can add these tags that make it literally one click for your customer to go over and make a purchase. So we are seeing that more and more videos becoming popular on this platform. But if you do have that proper keyword strategy in place, that evergreen static content on the organic side is continuing to grow and perform. Really interesting. I mean, this this has been a really good conversation. Um, just because I really I really do agree with you, Emily, that this is Pinterest is is a is a very important aspect to consider when you're putting your um your digital marketing strategy get together, especially as people are moving into more integrated um, channels. Um, I think that Pinterest is offering a lot of really great features that will kind of feed into that integration. And just people are just not thinking about it because it's just not getting the same sort of press. So I urge anyone that is looking to get a killer, um, sorry, Pinterest campaign to reach out. Emily, Emily, how can um, everyone get in touch with you? Absolutely. So we are Let's Get Social Agency everywhere. We're letsgetsocialagency.com. You can find us on Pinterest, Instagram. And I would say the best way to get in touch with us would be to jump over to our website and we have an easy place for you to submit any questions and through a form that would be definitely the best way to get in touch with our team okay excellent you can also get um, emily's links in the description of today's show um, emily thanks so much for joining us on bulletproof marketer absolutely thank you so much for having me no problem all right folks after the break oh more great show talk to you in a minute all right i have a Pretty picky pet. Our golden doodle Olive is leaning pretty heavy on the poodle side and is pretty picky about her food. You know, that is until she tried square pet. Okay, before she tried square pet, we've given her like 14 different types of food. And but we've let we've let her try it out for a while. We're not changing them every day. Don't don't be a hater. 
But uh, we gave her a square pet and she gobbled it up and is totally eating only that now, which is great because it's a healthy, all natural pet nutrition that's been developed by veterinary professionals using only the highest quality and responsibly sourced ingredients. There are solutions for both dogs and cats. You know, I, I'm, I'm not biased. Dogs or cats, everyone's welcome. As well as specialized diets that are backed by science. I'm so overprotective of Olive and I want to treat her like a queen. So Square Pets, it is, folks. Learn more and order a bag to try out today at mysquarepet.com. Again, mysquarepet.com. Woof. And we are back. Okay, folks, I really hope you enjoyed the interview with Emily. Um, so big takeaway, obviously, these idea um, these idea pin highlights and idea pins are a big thing. So make sure that you uh, are incorporating them into Pinterest and don't sleep on it. Get off your ass, figure out how you can use Pinterest and try it out. Don't just, um, and again, put lots of text on your image. It searches all the written words. There's tons of little nuggets that Emily shared with us. So um, I, I mean, I have a renewed interest in Pinterest. I, for me personally, it never was something that really caught on, but it is a platform that I do feel like becomes an afterthought. So one, one idea that she, one thing that she did say that was really important as well is that it does take a little bit of time for those ads to work. So you need to make sure that you are patient um, and don't give up too early. Now, the one thing we're gonna do in the, um, I'm going to skip one of the segments and go right to one of my favorites, which is the silver bullet. Now it's each week I wanna dive into a topic that's a silver bullet or proven secret technique to reach and attain your marketing goals. Okay. So what is this week's silver bullet? It is using LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn, like I said in the trend, uh, the trend portion of our show, it is definitely popular. Um, it is very, very trusted. So if it's trusted and popular, it could be a place for you to find some positivity, um, find some relationship building opportunities, referrals. Now, here's the thing. A lot of, there's a lot of people out there that still believe that LinkedIn is a hardcore, boring networking meeting where everyone's aggressively spamming you and, or it's for jobs. It's for recruiters. It's not for you. Um, let me tell you something for nothing. LinkedIn has so many different levels to it. There's so many nuances that you can have, that you can really not only have, but you can execute. So as a publishing platform, it allows you to not only just regular straightforward social media post, but also you're able to publish articles. You're also with the creator um, turned on. Um, if you have a creator, if you, that's one thing to check out on your profile, you want to make sure that you are a creator because if you are, and you have at least 150 followers, um, and a couple, there's a couple other minor stipulations, but you can create a newsletter. Again, a newsletter on LinkedIn creates a lot of buzz around you and a lot of visibility. So if you are interested in kind of positioning yourself as a thought leader, or if you have a job digest that you wanted to share, if you are a recruiter. But there's other ways to do that. And if you have an email marketing program that you have a special, a specific cadence that you like to follow, 
why don't just do the same thing that you're doing there on LinkedIn and spread it and kind of just double your efforts. Also, they are regularly bringing out tools that will help your publishing really level up. So polls is something that they've been rolling out with, and it's been something that is they have been really putting their weight behind. So if you are using that tool, you're getting a lot of engagement on your posts, which means that, of course, does that mean forever everything's going to be the same? No. But right now, you can ride the wave of LinkedIn giving you free additional audience to see your content, much like the newsletters. Is that going to be forever um, uh, an engagement boon? I don't know. Um, but I'm guessing not because there's always something new to push. And then if you're a creator, you also have the opportunity of doing a live video. A live video is also very heavily supported by LinkedIn. So much like if you're on Instagram and there's many different tools for you to use, algorithmically speaking, if you utilize all of those tools, your content is more favored on Instagram, meaning that you'll get more people to see it, more engagement and more whatever you want. Um, same thing is true for LinkedIn. So they have lots of different opportunities for you to kind of dive in there. But also, it's a networking event. So what if you've gone to networking events, what do you do? Like, why are you going? And if it's just to get business, then okay, what's what's the avatar of the person that you're trying to get you get to and get in front of and try to have a conversation with them. But sometimes it's, I'm looking for somebody for a friend, or I'm looking to build a referral business, or I'm looking, I'm going to a different town and I want to find some uh, great recommendations for um, professional groups that I can join into or I can talk about. It's a great place to build your referral base, find funding, get investment dollars, get in front of people that are serious. Um, and I just looked at this report today um, from social media today, and it says LinkedIn continues to see record levels of engagement and their sales solution reaches 1 billion in revenue. So obviously there is LinkedIn um, portions that are paid, um, which is the sales navigator platform. Again, sales navigator. Now, when some people hear that, they're like, oh God, that's, that's gonna be for faceless salespeople that don't know what the hell they're doing. It is the best search tool for, to find people, okay? Not only can you find them, you can see when they're active and you can get in touch with them when, it, when it's perfect for them, not for you. And I think that that's the secret of Sales Navigator because it's not necessarily all about closing a demo or getting someone on a demo. It's also getting in front of people. For example, we've used Sales Navigator to get um, our clients on podcasts, not this one, actually other podcasts. Um, and we've get them um, featured in articles by going after um, different uh, journalists. And also we've found charities for them to um, engage with for their own um, internal uh, processes. We, and we've done a million different things. And it's just pretty much what I say to my clients is, what do you need? And then they say, well, we'd really like to increase our charitable giving. We'd like to be able to talk to more people in this audience because they're great referral sources. And I want to set up, um, I want to set up meetings with all of the people with this title in this company. Fine. I can do all of that on LinkedIn. It's just a different strategy for each different prong. So is LinkedIn the be all and end all of marketing? It absolutely is not. It's part of your, it's part of your story. Does everybody on LinkedIn react, react the way that you want? No, because guess what? They're humans and they are sometimes going through things very quickly. Many people don't use the desktop version. They use the LinkedIn app. So that's something that they have right on their phone. 
um, there's also groups on there. So you can still not is every group great? No. But if you look through groups within your subject matter, you can usually find something that's useful. All right. I don't want to go on and on and on and on and on about this. What I want you to, to understand, though, is that LinkedIn has some really, really great points that are fantastic for your business, no matter what stage of the business that you're in. So don't just think it's for, it's for sales or recruitment. There's more along the lines of relationship building as they start rolling out more and more applications and ways for you to engage with a platform that are very, very human. All right. So get onto your LinkedIn and check it out. There's lots of new stuff happening. And also make sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter because anytime there's a new feature, we always do try to kind of make sure that we put it into the, the newsletter for you to check out. All right. So we'll be right back after the break with some roundups. See you in a minute. Okay. So skincare is definitely something that's really important to me. But at the same time, I don't have a lot of time. So I really want the most bang for my buck and something that is very, very fast and efficient. And that's when I found Truly Clear. Now, when I found Truly Clear, it's a really great product that actually helps acne. So if you have, um, if you have a child that has acne or you have adult acne, whatever, just want clean face, I just love the product. Because why? Because it's, it's smarter, faster, and better. It calms your skin, it stops acne, and it heals your skin. So it does the full range of nourishment on your skin. I mean, simply put, Truly Clear stops acne, clears blackheads and whiteheads quickly. You can use it anywhere you have acne, just one or two times daily or less for less than five minutes. That's the best part, less than five minutes for long lasting results. So if you have acne that you wanna clear up or you just wanna have beautiful glowing skin, like the Bulletproof Marketer, then you got to check out Truly Clear. Visit them online. It's trulyclear.com. T-R-U-L-Y-C-L-E-A-R.com. Again, trulyclear.com. Fast, smart, just better. All right, we are back. First off, wanted to give Emily a big thanks from Let's Get Social Agency. Com. Again, let's get socialagency.com. I'm telling you folks, if you really are interested in doing Pinterest, get your ass over there um, and talk to Emily and her team. They are super passionate about it and very, very highly skilled. I learn from her. So she is a really great resource for you to check out. Again, we went through lots of different things today in terms of metaverse and Instagram and features all the way through to LinkedIn. Whoa, what a, what a silver bullet. I think two things that I would, three things I would take as takeaways from today. Number one, um, stop feeling like you're missing out on everything and you're being left behind. Understand that everyone is at the same level or close to your level and they are feeling like they're way behind on certain concepts as well. It's because everything is moving really fast. And if you just take the time to kind of just start dipping your toes in the pond, you're not going to feel so left behind and running after the car. Another thing is that Pinterest is a viable marketing opportunity for B2B and B2C. It's not just because, oh, it's, I have a recipe. No, it's more than recipes. It's more than fashion. It's more than health and beauty. It's also a lot of, a lot of professional services and more. 
Now, the last one I have is LinkedIn. Make sure that you are on there and you're utilizing the platform. Again, not looking at it like we looked at it 15 years ago. This is a new world. We have to, they're growing as well. So there are opportunities for your business to succeed there as well. So um, all in all, a packed freaking show. So hopefully a lot of this was interesting for you and you were able to uh, maybe get some new nuggets to kind of add into your campaigns. Um, Again, check us out online, gosalesandmarketing.com. That's my digital agency. But if you don't want to see me shilling my goods, go ahead and go over to the blog there. I have tons of, of tons of content. I have eBooks. We have past shows. We have lots of things there, all built around helping you understand digital marketing and harnessing the power for your own business. So hop over there, subscribe to the Bulletproof Marketer newsletter. Um, and um, and yeah, um, thank you all for so much for your support. The feedback's been really fantastic on the new format. So I'm stoked that you like it. And um, okay, so I got to run. Be kind, be authentic, be bulletproof. Until next time, folks.